Welcome back to another episode. It's your host, Amir, with my co-host, J-Mac, today. Uh, Jordan cannot make today's episode. So we're going to be going over um, some free agent available kickers for the Denver Broncos, so maybe uh, some uh, cut candidates around the NFL the Broncos could pursue, and two specific kickers that have been uh, recently linked to the Broncos by Peter King um, and Jeff Duncan of the New Orleans Saints, um, kind of you know close ties to Sean Payton. So we're going to go over that today, see if some maybe some kickers are going to be sliding over to the Broncos before the August 20th deadline where the Broncos and every single uh, all 30 NFL teams have to cut down the rosters from 90 to 53 players so that's going to be 37 players are going to be cut on every single team um, in the next uh, six days so it's going to be coming really soon that a lot of Broncos unfortunately their uh, their careers with the team is going to end shortly and a lot of team uh, players are going to when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply be waived and be on new um, squads and new practice squads heading into the season. Um, but before we go and jump into uh, this great episode we have lined up for you guys, J-Mac, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Uh, football season just getting closer and closer. Um, just calm back in college, but I mean, I, I can't really complain. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time of the year. Obviously, sports ramping up. Then football is just literally like three less than three weeks away till the regular season. We got the final week of uh, preseason for the Broncos this week. They're actually going to be having joint practices with the Rams. So it's been quite some time since we've actually had some uh, joint practices to kind of look forward to. Um, I know Sean Payton, Sean McVay organized uh, those practices and the drills and all that, and they're ready to go. And it's actually starting today as of Wednesday. It's going to carry over the next two days. So um, that's going to ramp up heading into the final preseason game. A lot of opportunities for a lot of players in the roster, the depth chart, to prove himself for one last time against this new coaching staff. Um, and then we're going to have a lot of episodes going out over all these players, um, you know, which ones are getting cut, which ones are surprises making the 53-man roster, which undrafted free agents make the 53-man roster. It's an exciting time to be a Broncos fan. Um, the You know, like just like you said perfectly, football is back. Um so before we go ahead and um, kick off this episode, no pun intended, um, let's go ahead and jump into uh, some of these uh, kickers. Um, so starting with the number one, I'm just going to go ahead and get straight into it because it was reported the other day. Um, Jeff Duncan was kind of, you know, giving a little, uh, you know, fuel to uh, this, uh, you know, this rumor. Uh, Will Lutz. Uh, according to multiple multiple reports by Broncos reporters and insiders, the Broncos are monitoring multiple kicking competitions around the NFL, and one of those is actually Will Lutz and the rookie Blake Groupie um, out of Arkansas State and Notre Dame. Um, there's an ongoing kick, kicking competition in New Orleans that apparently Sean Payne has been eyeing very closely. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with Will Lutz, who's been with the Saints for quite a long time. Um, he's been there Six years, actually, six years of experience in the NFL. He's 29 years old. Um, he's got an 84.6% career field goal percentage. He's only missed seven PATs in six years. Very, <laughs> very impressive. Um, he In 2022, though, he kind of dipped a little bit. He, he went 23 of 31 in field goal attempts at 74.2% conversion. He kind of had that little... Um, I'm not going to say he fell off a cliff or anything, but he kind of had that dip just like Brandon McManus had last year, missing... 
eight field goals. So Will Lutz, obviously that news came out, but then we heard from Jeff Duncan that the Broncos might actually consider trading for him um, and that they were, it was going to be a six-round pick that the Saints would be looking in return for uh, th- this trade for Will Lutz. So um, interesting news here. What would you think about acquiring Will Lutz? Um, a lot of Broncos fans seem to be entertained by it. I could see Sean Payne actually going out and getting Will Lutz. I just don't know if the Broncos would actually give up more capital for a <laughs> kicker, let alone. Um, I'm not too fond of this move uh, and the, po- the possibility of uh, acquiring Will Lutz. But what, what, what would you think about this? I mean, I, I'm not really too much surprised by it. I mean, we we know, like, you know, I knew if there was a last kind of option that Will Lutz would have been on the table, whether it had been cut or like a trade. I, You know, you just kind of have a feeling about things. But mm-hmm. um, I I wouldn't hate it. I mean, the six-round pick, it's not as bad as people think giving that up. I mean, like a few years ago, a six-round pick, that was what you would give up for like a kicker. Nowadays, it's, you can get a, a superstar player for a six-round pick. Like that's just how trades work and stuff like that. So a lot of people yeah. kind of freaking out about that. And the Broncos don't have the best draft capital. I mean, it's going to get better, but we don't have the best draft capital. But, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I feel like if you're just not comfortable with Brett Maher, if they don't like – if Chompe doesn't like what he see, I wouldn't mind going to get Will Lutz. I know his worst year was last year. And then the year – and that, that may have to do with the year before that he did miss the whole season with injury. Like, it wasn't like he just – he was hurt the whole year before. Um, they did say he looked better in camp and that he was leading the kick the kick competition jeff duncan reported that you know his his leg strength got better um and he was well ahead of blake groupie so it's kind of surprising to hear that you know he could maybe be moved if the saints are willing to move him but um i don't know man it's very just weird you know you don't hear guys winning a kicking competition and but i would but if they're saying the broncos could try to trade for him he i don't think he's necessarily you know he's available but i wouldn't hate it i wouldn't hate it yeah i could you know, thinking about this, I could really actually see him being the week one kicker. I mean, you see Sean Payne reuniting with his former Saints. I know Broncos fans like to joke around and call us the Denver Saints. Um, I, I could genuinely see like being him being more comfortable with Will Lutz with this kicker and, you know, the time and he was there, you know, the 15 years in New Orleans. Um, I could definitely, uh, you know, uh, for the six years that he was there, see him reunite with uh, Will Lutz here in Denver. If the Saints do decide to move on from him, I just don't know if the Broncos would actually trade for him. Um, I think they're going to kind of play this out and see what they do do they release will lutz or do they release um or they waive uh blake groupie um speaking of groupie if you guys don't know about him we're gonna give you guys a little uh info on him uh blake groupie the udfa rookie um like i said he played uh four years at arkansas state in college uh, his graduate season at notre dame um he had a career 74.3 percent field goal percentage um so that was just literally 0.1 (laughs) percent better than what will lutz kicked last year at new orleans um he was 14 and 19 in his final season at Notre Dame. Um, he also kicked the 31 yard game winner against the Chiefs in the preseason opener. Um, but he did, and he did go three of three in his field goal attempts so far yeah. in this uh, preseason. But his longest kick has been from 37 yards. So we haven't been able to get like a super big uh, sample size of what he can, you know, do using his leg from long distance. Um, another thing, a little t- a tidbit about him, not that it matters like super a lot because he's a kicker, but the guy is 5'7, 156 pounds. He's a little tweener man he's insane five seven is crazy 
Yeah, Will Lutz is like 5'11", 181 or something like that. And Blake Groupie is 5'7", 156. Like, that dude is really small. Like, he, Rodrigo Blake and shit make him, makes him look like a, a freaking little child. It's kind of funny. But, no, all jokes aside, uh, Blake Groupie, um, the Saints seem to believe they, – they seem to have some, like, kind of, um, you know, high hopes in him considering that he's having an ongoing competition with the kicker they've had the last six years. Like – I mean, that says something, and um, he didn't kick the best in college. I'm not the biggest fan of Blake Groupie, but some people seem to be intrigued by him potentially coming to the Broncos and being their next franchise kicker. Um, he's probably one of, like, the out of all the kickers available, is probably your only option that can, like, come in and be your kicker for a long time if he does kick well. And he's kicked well so far in uh, camp and preseason. So um, what would you think about Blake Groupie potentially coming in? Um, let's say Maher, like, struggles this week in uh, joint practices and in the final week of preseason, and they ki- they keep uh, Will Lutz. And let's say for whatever reason, these veteran kickers sign somewhere else, Robbie Gold and Mason Crosby and those other ones. Would you be mad if the Broncos got Blake Groupie? Because I don't want a kicker that's like, I don't want a guy that's not experienced. If your longest kick is 37 yards, that's, you don't know what you're going to get. And the the main purpose of this was to kind of, you know, have some, you know, have some guys that can be somewhat experienced going in. I mean, if you're going to cut McManus and just go with a young pup, I mean, that's a, that's a risk itself. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, points, you saw how hard it was for points for us to come by points last year. We We don't want that again. We don't want to go out there and hold our breath every time the kicker kicks a, you know, has goes out there for a 30 yarder. We're like, oh my God, please make this field goal. Like, you know, I, I don't feel too comfortable with that. I don't think they'll do that. I think it'll be Brad Maher or another veteran, like one of the guys in free agency or maybe trading for Will Lutz. But I, I don't think, I don't think Sean Payton wants to go the young guy route. Like, especially, I mean, he's, I mean, he's fresh too. I mean, he hasn't, I don't even think he's played like, he's a rookie. He hasn't even played in like, actual like you know nfl regular season game and gotten kicks and he hasn't even mm-hmm. kicked the 40 yarder yet i don't know i don't because i mean if that's the case elliot fry would still be on the team regardless of, of anything you know what i'm saying so yeah it's like why would they wave well elliot fry just to get blake groupie like yeah. that that wouldn't make too much sense i'm with you i'm not a big fan of blake groupie his field goal percentage at college was not good um, under 75%, that's not going to cut it, being a starter in the NFL your first year. Um, he's probably going to be like an Elliott Fry, where he just kind of jumps around in the NFL to where he can finally find his home. Um, you know, with that being said, Elliott Fry still has not found his home. Uh, he, did, he did get waved off the Broncos' uh, IR, so wishing the best for him. Um, but yeah, the Broncos moving forward with uh, Brett Maher, like I mentioned. And I just want to say in this episode, this is not us saying that we're giving up on Brett Maher. This is simply, no, you know, going over reports and all these reporters are saying the Broncos are monitoring multiple kicking competitions around the NFL. So it's clear that they're surveying all their options. So we're going to do the exact same on this episode and go over all the options and inform you guys of who the available kickers are out there that could potentially be in the Broncos, not just free agents, but, you know, players that are currently rostered on other teams as well. Um, I want to go over our next kicker uh, available for the Broncos they could potentially look at is Robbie Gold. Um, 18 years of experience in the NFL. He's 40 years old, turning 41 in December this year. Um, he's got an 86.5% field goal percentage over his career, um, a 97.5% career PAT percentage. Um, in 2022, he went 27 of 32 on field goal attempts. Not, not bad. I mean, out of 32 attempts at 39, 40 years old, that's certainly not bad. Um, he was 50 of 51 on PATs. That was his highest 
highest accuracy percentage since 2012 with the Chicago Bears. So 50 to 51, that's pretty damn impressive. Um, you know, spe- you know, especially considering all the touchdowns they scored in you know San Fran. Um, and then he had to kick 32 field goals as well. Um, and then all the kickoffs. So, you know, at a high age, he was still having to ask, you know, kick at a high vo- volume. And he did he did so, you know, pretty accurately. Um, I will say, though, his numbers have dipped in like recent years. Um, not like tremendously, but like <laughs> his prime, his prime was in 2018 when he kicked a 97.1% yeah, field goal percentage. That's quite remarkable considering he was like 36 years old. Um, but then it went down to 74. Then it went back up to 82, went back up to 87. Then it dropped to an 84. So I think the Niners kind of let go of him knowing that his his prime is ended. And it's kind of this might be the end, you know, to where his career starts trending down in numbers. Um, and obviously they have Zane Gonzalez right now. So um, we'll see if he actually is still the same guy. His, his time is definitely coming, though. And I think this last contract that he signs is probably going to be like the last years he, he plays in the NFL. Um, honestly, if he doesn't get signed, this might he might actually call it quits. We'll see. There's still there's like two weeks left to the or three weeks left till the the regular season opener. So um, Robbie Gold definitely is looking for a new home. Um, this could be with the Denver Broncos. But what would you think about the Broncos potentially signing Robbie Gold? Would you rather just rock with uh, Maher or um, would you kind of side with uh, Gold? It was up to me. I mean, that was the kicker that I wanted to begin with before. Like you know, when we were still in the market for a kicker. Um, I would go Robbie Gold. I mean, I know like the age and everything, you know, his stats may be dipping a little bit, but I still just feel very comfortable with him kicking. I mean, automatic from PATs, he's pretty much automatic from 20, from wherever 29 to 49 yards. I mean, he's pretty great from that spot. Uh, 50 yarder, I mean, he's still good there too. I mean, he's, he's, he's not, I'm not saying he's the best kicker in the league. He's not one of the best. I mean, he's, he's one of, to me, one of the better kickers in the league, more reliable. And I wouldn't mind him. I mean, I feel like if you weren't comfortable with anyone, um, with Maher, I feel like why not just go bring him in? I mean, I would do it. I mean, that's just me. I would love it if we did, but I just don't really, I don't know if Sean Payton would do it. I don't know if they would do it just because of he's going to be 41. And I feel like that's still kind of a, you know, I feel like coaches kind of get scared at that. Like, cause one injury and he's done. Like, it's just that simple. Like one injury and doesn't matter where it happens. Like one injury and he's done, but I'll say, but I wouldn't be mad if we got Robbie gold. I would, I would really like it if we got him. Yeah. I'm counting up right now. So <laughs> since 2019, He's missed like seven games with injuries. So yeah. um, you could tell that him getting a little bit older, the, you know, injuries are getting a little bit more to him, especially as only a kicker. Um, so it's pretty obvious how that's affecting him. Um, and then another thing I want to talk about with Robbie Gold is like if the Broncos wanted Robbie Gold, I feel like they would have already made that move. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of my opinion. Maybe they do if you know my hair has a bad week, they do go out and get Robbie Gold, but I just don't see it happening. I feel like if they would have if they wanted him, they would have made that happen already, and they just would have had a competition between him and Maher if they wanted to. But they have not, and uh, there's you know siding with Maher right now. But um, the last kicker I want to talk about before we go ahead and talk about your kickers, um, he has 16 years of experience. He turns 39 on September 3rd, so just a few days away. Um, is Mason Crosby, who some people, some Broncos fans have chatted about, but I'm just. I don't really understand where this is where this is like kind of uh, people are rooting for this one. Um, he has an eighty one point four percent career field goal percentage. Not really good. Um, you know, it's not horrible by any means, but I, it's not really good. 
one big thing about Mason Crosby opposed to a Robbie Gold is he's never missed an NFL game, um, which is definitely appreciable. Um, in 2022, he was 25 of 29 in field goal attempts, missed four. Um, he's only finished over 90% of field goal uh, conversion in just two times in 16 years, and only one of those is uh, over 20 attempts. So he's not like a very accurate like kicker over the course of an entire season uh, by any means. Um, he, he can be a little bit inconsistent at times, and since 2016, his accuracy has kind of bounced all over the place. Uh, he seems to be losing that consistency that he had in his prime from uh, 2013 to 2016. So Mason Crosby, some fans have kind of um, rooted for the Broncos to make the signing. Um, I'm, I'm like really uh, against it. I think some fans, the, the ones that want him are just kind of like, yeah, he was from Colorado. So just bring him back, bring him back home, um, which doesn't make any sense. But I've seen I've actually seen some Broncos fans say that. Me, I I've never been the biggest Mason Crosby fan. I've never like I don't want him in Denver. I don't want. I don't know if that's disrespect, but I just don't want him in Denver. I mean, he he's one of those kickers where he's streaky. You know, he's a streaky kicker. Like he'll go perfect for like five games, and then he'll have that really bad game where he can't make anything. And that's just like that happens over the course of the season. But one thing about Mason Crosby that stood out was he was one for four from fifty plus last year. But everything else, he was really good. It's just he from fifty plus, he's been not so great over the course of his career. Like that's where he's kind of struggled. Um, and I think he, he had the major dip off in, yeah, 2021 where he was 25 of 34. And then like this year mm -hmm. he was 25 of 29. I just, I don't think going to get Mason Crosby would be the answer. I mean, that's just me. I, I don't think Mason Crosby would be the answer. I, I know Denver fans are just, yeah, like they want it back because of Colorado and, you know, he's a, he's an old kicker and he's won games and yeah, he's done that, but, you got to look at the full body of work. Like, he caused Green Bay a lot of games. And, I mean, you're going to do that, you know, being being with the team so long. You're going to cause him some games. But I feel like Mason Crosby lost him more games than he should have over the course of those years. Yeah. And I'm and just I, not ready to bring that to Denver. I think Brad Meyer is just better than him. Yeah. Uh, honestly. <laughs> and he, he's younger. He's, like, 33 years old. Um, Crosby, like I said, is turning 39 in a week or so. So, I would just side with Meyer, man. And, honestly – if I'm being honest, I would side with Maher over Blake Groupie. I would side with him over Will Lutz. I would sign. I would side with him over Will Lutz is close though. Like if Will Lutz can get back to his prime, I would not be mad at that signing at all. Yeah. Um, I would side with him over Mason Crosby 100. percent Robbie Gold. I honestly, I don't care which one they go with. I would. I wouldn't be mad if they went with Maher over Robbie Gold. Um, because the thing with Robbie Gold is like. You can get a like one. I feel like you can only get like one last good season out of him. I, that's maybe he can kick till forty five. Who knows? Maybe he can go as long as you know, uh, you know Brady. But um, I, I don't know. I just feel like if my hair can really you know get back to that you know regular season type kicker that he was last year, he was north of ninety percent field goal completion. Then you can get like even more, you know, hope for more good years than that. He can be your franchise kicker for the next, you know, four or five years. Whereas gold, you're gonna only hope for just this year. Um, you know, maybe the Broncos are looking at, you know, potentially a franchise kicker next offseason, but who knows? They can, you know, they maybe they have their franchise kicker on the roster right now. I guess that's where I'm trying to get to. Um, yeah. but is there any other kickers that you would like to uh mention on today's episode? I mean, there's not too many kickers that's left that's, like, in free agency. I mean, 
you just have to kind of watch out for the cut candidates. But if there's one other one I could see us maybe trying to go after, it'd be Ryan Suckup. I'm not the biggest Ryan Suckup fan. Um, I mean, he has his ups and downs. There was a time mm -hmm. in Tampa where he wasn't missing, and he was, like, I think the best fantasy kicker, and that's what I remember him from. But, I mean, um, I wouldn't mind us going to get him. I'm just not the biggest fan of him. I mean, last year he was 31 to 38. He was 24 for 25. The year before that, he was 25 or 30, 21 for 30, I mean, 28 for 31. I mean, it's not bad. I'm just going that. That's another option I can see the Broncos possibly doing if they're not coming with, with Brent Maher. But I feel like, like Amir said, these veteran kickers, I feel like if the Broncos wanted to get them, they would have made the move by now. You know what I'm saying? Like the move they made was Brent Maher. That was the veteran guy. I just, the only one I can see really being an honest possibility, like that I can actually have is maybe Will Lutz. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the most likely, yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes in the next few weeks. Um, I'm sure he'll make all of his kicks, and Blake Groupie will probably make all his kicks in the final preseason game, and they'll have to make the you know proper decision there. I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to actually side with Blake Groupie over Will Will Lutz. That'll be out be very interesting i know it's just very interesting that peter king and um peter or jeff duncan are mentioning how they can actually get trade value for will lutz so if they do end up getting like a pick for him i could yeah then at that point i could see them signing with blake groupie maybe but um we'll see like i said though i would my two top on this list are definitely my hair and gold and i would just rather go with my hair at this point but <laughs> i would not hate at all and i said it on the last episode Dustin Hopkins, I would not hate at all, you know, getting um, him from the Chargers. Um, he was money the last two seasons and just dead accurate. So um, I don't have any reason to believe that he's going to, you know, I know he's coming off that hamstring injury, but I don't have any reason to believe that he's going to, um, you know, maybe he does dip in production, but um, I'm actually, I'm quite a fan of him as of late. He was, you know, money with the, with the Chargers. Um, so those are kind of my, my top three <laughs> right there. And then uh, obviously I, the funny thing about this is like a lot of Broncos fans and you did make up a good point. Like the Broncos did suffer a lot of games from, you know, field goals last year. And while the kicker position is important, I just feel like fans are just like stressing way too much over like kicker. Like I, yeah. I get it. My hair yeah. did have his struggles in the playoffs, but like some of you guys are struggling way more over the kicker position than you are about like any other position on the roster. Like, I, I, yeah. I truly don't. I truly yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think kicker, we're going to end up being fine at. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think we're going to have the best kicker in the league. Like, you don't have to have the best kick. You don't have to have Justin Tucker. You don't have to have any one of these best kickers. I mean, you got to have a guy that can go up there and get the job done. I mean, no kicker is going to be perfect, but you want a kicker that can be reliable. I, I think Brad Maher can be that guy. I think, I mean, for him to still be standing after all the, the, all the shit he took from last season. I mean, it, it shows a lot about him, man, because nah, he's a dog. You want to talk about a kicker? He probably was the most clown kicker ever outside of Cody Parkey, the one that yeah. the, the Bears kicker. I mean, he got it bad, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> especially playing for the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, I'm a, you know, I like that comeback story, too. I hope he can have like a great rest of his career with the Broncos retire with us. And uh, we can kind of look at him as one of our more successful kickers. And um, remember the Broncos, uh, Brandon McManus, I don't think he, did, did we even sign him? I think we picked him up from somewhere else before he went to the Broncos. So um, I could be he wrong on a, that. I think we got him when Prater got injured for some games. And in the next season, he was our kicker. Yeah. Like, did we even sign McMa uh, McManus from like college? I th or straight out no. of college. I feel like he was on a different team. I can't remember. I can see real quick. Yeah. The Broncos. So. 
yeah, the Broncos have had their ways with kickers over the over the years. So um, maybe this, uh, maybe Maher can be the next one. I, I truly believe so. No, you're right. So he was with 2013. He was with the Colts, mm-hmm. both with the Colts, 2014 with the Giants, um, both practice squad. And then the Broncos picked him up from the practice squad from the Giants. So yeah. probably win a game when Matt Prater got hurt. Yeah, I remember just, the I remember the Colts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, McManus obviously he served us well during his time. That last year definitely was the reason that we did move on from him. And hopefully Maher can be our next guy. Um, but moving aside from the uh kicker position, mm-hmm. looking over to uh, some more important positions. Um, I want to go ahead and just briefly I, I don't know if I believe I did talk about Sammy Watkins on this uh show, but I want to talk about him a little bit more. Um I recently did uh write yeah, I, d- I recently did write an article about him for a predominantly orange, um, which I do feel really strongly about this. Um, and I would like more Broncos fans to kind of root for this because I feel like he would be the key move for the Broncos. And I know there's some other like cut candidates around the NFL to uh, you know potentially look at, but he's the one free agent that I'm actually genuinely shocked that he has not been picked up. Like Sammy Watkins, I know he two years ago we had like six drops in one season, but he did come back and play decently well uh, last year. He had like 400 receiving yards, a um, few touchdowns as well. Um, he's not going to – you're not expecting him to be like your wide receiver three where he's just balling out, you know, replacing Tim Patrick. Like you have Brandon Johnson and Marvin Mims for a reason. So um, Mr. Sammy Reed Watkins – I, I think you you get him for a reason. You bring him in as depth. He's not going to cost you a lot. He's a, you just you heard. Um, I think it was this morning that the Ravens got Ronald Darby for like a veteran minimum. So yeah, that that's ridiculous. Like I, I think you can. I think you could get Watkins for like literally nearly the same price. I mean, corners. You know, yeah, more sure. important. Yeah, corners more in position than uh, wide receiver. So. I think you can honestly get him for a veteran minimum. And if he doesn't play well, then okay, move on from him and, you know, look at other guys that get cut uh, during the regular season. I really do think Sammy Watkins is being slept on. He's not super old. Um, I think he still hasn't like completely fallen off. He definitely isn't in his prime anymore, but um, Sammy Watkins, I don't think is a bad option at all. This late in free agency. Yeah. um, Sammy. It's just kind of tough because he left Casey. I mean, his num- he's never been like a like he had that one good great season in Buffalo where he was like a wide receiver one or whatever. And then mm-hmm. he just hasn't been the same since. But that's not a knock on him. I mean, he's just been in a whole bunch of very good crowded offenses. I mean, with the Rams, mm-hmm. with the Chiefs, and in Baltimore. He's with Baltimore and it just didn't work out. Went to Green Bay, didn't really work out this season. Yeah, because that was his past season. He's with Green Bay, I think. And then he went back to the Ravens after. Yeah, the, yeah. After With Green on. Bay, it just, it really didn't work out. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised he hasn't been picked up. I wouldn't hate it, but I wouldn't necessarily love it just because when we last saw from him, I mean, he's lost a lot of his burst. Um, last year when they played, Green Bay didn't really like him because they said he was on the, in quote, chunky side. Um, but I don't – I wouldn't – me personally, I wouldn't like the signing like that. I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of better options and you could wait to get some better options. I know, I know you really like it because you know he's been in some experienced offenses. He can you can kind of plug him anywhere, whether it be the slot or the outside. I mean, he's an easy exactly. plug-in guy. Um, but I just feel like it's gonna be end up better options coming out. I think one, I don't remember we talked about, I think you brought him up before, is Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is very, like, cut candidate. He's He may be one of the biggest guys cut after preseason. It has nothing to do with him being a bad receiver. I mean, you just look at the Jets' depth chart. 
Yeah, Garrett crowded. Wilson, he's making the team. Alan Lazar is making the team. We all know Randall Cobb. Ain't no way hell Randall Cobb isn't making the team. And McCole Hardman. And then Corey Davis is just sitting there. And the reason why I say he could get cut is because of his contract. He signed a big contract a few years back. And I just feel like that's somewhere where they could, you know, move on. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would let them do that, though. But um, it just keeps coming out that Corey Davis, Corey Davis could be the one being cut. I feel like if there's any guy that we need to go try and get in free agency, potential cut candidate, it is Corey Davis. I think just because of his, I mean, he's fast. And how tall is he? I think he's six. Yeah, he's, I was going to say six, four. He's six, three. I mean, I would love Corey Davis. He balled out in Tennessee. He he does his thing from time to time with the Jets when he gets the ball. Um, but, I mean, I would love Corey Davis. Um, one other guy I could actually see Denver maybe getting, like, that's a cut candidate, is Dwayne Eskridge from Seattle. Now, remember, this guy was drafted to specifically play with Russ. I don't think – I mean, Seattle fans say that he's good. He just doesn't get playing time. But I don't know if I'm too much of a fan of that. But I feel like if there's any guy that might replace the K.J. Hamler, Jalen Virgil role, it could probably be Dwayne Eskridge because I don't think he's going to make the team. With the with the Seahawks depth chart at receiver, I think right now, where is he on the depth chart? He's he's like wide receiver six. So I feel like he's a guy that could get cut. And I think he's a, he's a second-round pick too. Yeah, he was a second-round pick. So, I would, man, that would be crazy if he didn't make the team actually. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it because you have see, Seattle. Of course, you got DK, Ty Lockett. I mean, Jackson Smith did just go down, so maybe that could yeah. boost him. But if you look at their, like, a lot, like, and he's suspended too. So he definitely could be a guy that, like, might not make the team. I don't think he's going to make it because I think that's suspension too. Um, but I, I want to put one more. Really, I had two more guys, but I don't. It, it was chosen Anderson, which everybody knows Robbie Anderson. I don't. Oh, please no. Please no, no, like I, I, I thought about it hard. Like last night, I was like, no, nah, I don't want Robbie Anderson on this on this team. Um, the other guy that I want to bring up is Anthony Schwartz. That's a guy I think I don't know if anybody really knows about him. I mean, the guy's one of the right. fastest players in the league, and I know that Deshaun Watson has kind of talked about him, um, a little bit about the connection that he's trying to build with Anthony Schwartz. But I mean, just watching him play, it just hasn't worked out in Cleveland, and I don't. Cleveland, their depth chart is stacked. Mari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Peoples-Jones, Cedric Tillman, David Bell. <clears throat> David Bell, these are all just recent draft picks. And Anthony Schwartz is sitting on the third team of receivers, and he's wide receiver two on the third team. That's way down on the depth chart. And he's still – to me, I mean, the speed, like I said, we got to find somebody to kind of replace a Jalen Virgil, KJ Hamler role. I don't think we too much have that. I feel like Anthony Schwartz will fit perfectly in that role. Just a guy that can take the top off on the defense, jet sweeps, just pure speed. Yeah, especially with the Broncos, you know, Jalen Virgil going down with that meniscus injury. It's yeah, reported man. that he's going to miss a season. That really sucks because I was like really confident after that reception he had. And he looks, um, even he looks, last he week, promising. bro, he yeah, he had, he looks very like pro ready. <laughs> like the, that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. The way he was cutting, getting in and out of his cuts, like just the way he was moving with the ball in his hands. I had some big like high hopes. And I was like, OK, yeah, he's definitely making this team and he's going to make an impact if they let him. But Man, yeah, that just sucks, bro. Yeah. Like every time a player like starts to you know really just rise up in the depth chart, they just get hurt. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like, um, it's very it's weird to see receivers like him come out the gate and run NFL routes as well as he did. Like most guys struggle when they come into the league to run actual NFL routes, like like the tough routes, like the one the one he ran on that catch. 
most guys struggle with that. I mean, I've seen guys be first, second round picks and just can only run a go route or a slant. Like, I mean, that's just how it is. And yeah, I mean, he he showed he showed a lot of promise, and it's tough to just see him go down like that. I mean, this team is just it it sucks, man. It really does suck just to see that guys so much promise they just keep going down. Yeah, and speaking of the Broncos, ever since that move and losing Tim Patrick and waving KJ Hamler, literally all they have done is sign Josh Hammond and then Josh Slikowski from the Rams practice squad, something like that. Like, you guys gotta. I'm so, at some point, like as a Broncos fan, you do get annoyed because all these teams are making all these signings, like, um, just making these veteran wide receiver signings and the Broncos are just signing these, you know, XFL wide receivers yeah, and these man. very young receivers and getting nobody that's proven. And that's why I've been kind of an advocate for uh, Sammy Watkins. And then um, you mentioned Corey Davis. I love that one. I actually would, that would be like my preferred one. 500 yards man. last year. Are you kidding me? Like imagine what he gets with an actual opportunity. <laughs> like he'll, he'll get saying. his chance to work up the depth chart and he might even, you know, outwork Brandon Johnson as well. Like he might actually be a comes- legitimate target. If he comes to Denver, he's going to be part of the starting at least wide receiver three minimum. Minimum. If he if, if he comes over here like to Denver, that's that can change everything on our offense. I mean, I'm not saying he's he like he's like Tim Patrick, but he's just I don't want to say he's I, I don't know if it's messed to say he's better, but like Corey Davis is a damn good receiver. For anybody who doesn't know about Corey Davis, just go watch him. Go watch his tape. Corey Davis, like the fact that he we're talking about him as a cut candidate. Is insane. That just shows the Jets have too much talent. Yeah, that's that's crazy that they actually might side with Randall. Uh, Randall Cobb over Corey Davis is insane. I'm I'm sorry. That just makes. I understand you know the whole buddy buddy relationship with him and Rogers, but you're talking about talent on your roster. You're going to move on. I understand the contract too, but Randall Cobb over Corey Davis is literally that's crazy. Um, so is there any other uh, free agents or cut candidates or trade options uh, around the NFL um, that you would like to see the Broncos pursue uh, with the deadline literally just six days away? Um, I don't really know. I haven't done too much of a deep dive into every position about the cut candidates. But position-wise, I would want us to see maybe go after another quarterback. Definitely, um, I think we're going to be good on the defensive line. I think that I think guys are stepping up on there mm-hmm. to make it like we don't need to go sign anybody else. Um, definitely corner, a hundred percent corner. Like I don't any Bronco fan who thinks we're fine at corner right now. That's a position that's very nervous because we're one injury away from disaster at that at that position. I mean, like we talked about it before, the depth there just hasn't looked up to par like we wanted to in the preseason. Um, I mean, Riley Moss is hurt. Kawan Williams may not be ready for week one. So we're talking about a same Bassey starting. And God forbid that um, Pat, either Pastor Tan or Damari Mathis go down with any type of injury. Um, that's why they've been kind of putting them to the side in practices because they're like, I mean, we don't really have anybody else. But um, I was hoping, man, Darby will come back. But, I mean, Raven, the Ravens got a steal on that one. I'm not going to lie. For the vet minimum, that's yeah. a steal. Um, but, I mean, it's still some – decent corners out there i think the best one available is still bryce callahan but if i had to put my money on amir got it i think he's going to the dolphins i don't think he's gonna pass up an opportunity to play with vangio again but i mean i don't know what's tough what does that to see guy I, I didn't really do a deep dive into every position but i'm pretty sure corner has to be a position that we're talking about going after cut candidates 
Yeah, that is very that's a really, really good point, because like you said, um, the secondary when the backups came out in the first two weeks of preseason, you, you're just like you Broncos fans. Obviously, it's preseason, so you're not biting your nails, but you just look out there and just getting cooked, man. Yeah, yeah it's, like- it's really, really bad. Um, I'm hoping guys like Delonte Hook can step up this week. Um, Tremont Smith did not get cut, uh, according to J- uh, Jordan's uh, wishes. So he's going to have this last opportunity this week Lord to prove himself. Um, he he's still. I'm pretty sure he's going to get released uh, this this upcoming week. Um, but the Broncos, outside of that, like you have Fabian Murrow, and that's it. Aside from your your starting corners. Yeah, and I mean he's not he's he's decent, but he's not the answer. Like just he's not like. I'm not comfortable with Fabian Moreau. I mean, it's just – I don't honestly know I, – I just hope Denver doesn't go out there like we trust the same Bassey and Fabian Moreau to, to get the job done. That's not going to happen. I mean, you still – Casey Hayward's still out there. I think Byron Jones retired. William Jackson, Bradley Roby, um, n- not Kyle Fuller. I mean, Greedy Williams did just get cut. That could be maybe somebody. But, I mean, if he's getting cut, I mean, they signed him early in the offseason and they just flat out cut him. Like, it wasn't, like, injuries or nothing. He just got straight up released. I don't know if that was because Keely Ringo was just that much better. I don't know. But for him to just get straight up cut, that was very surprising. I mean, it's very – the market is very thin right now. That's all I got to say. It's very thin. So, yeah. if the Broncos want to make a move, like, just wait to just wait till some guys get cut or possibly just sign Casey. I mean, I mean Bradley Roby and Bryce Callahan are kind of your best two options right now. That's really about it. Man, I would love a Bryce Callahan reunion. That's Man, literally dog, perfect. That, for what we he need could right save. Now. He he could save all the issues that we would have with any type of secondary. He would save anything. And the thing, my thing is, you can get these guys, like you said, for the minimum. Like these are guys you wouldn't have to pay much for. Like it's not like you have to go out there and sign them to a one year six million or four million. Like we're talking about the minimum. Bryce Callahan signed with the Chargers last year around this time for like the minimum, the bare minimum, the veteran minimum of the NFL. Like I don't see why the Broncos are gonna bring guys on practice squads former xfl usfl like man just get a guy that's been in the league just get a veteran yeah it's like are are you trying to win now or are you trying (laughs) to get some development guys yeah like like, i mean because with with mcmillan and bassey that's here in riley moss we have enough development let's go get some guys that's experienced i mean i don't know maybe maybe they maybe they know more about kawan williams maybe he'll be healthy for week one but i mean would you really just want to bet on that you know what I'm saying? Because week one, yeah. like Hunter Renfro, if he does make the team, which I, I think he'll make the team. I think that's kind of been brought up in portion. Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams. I'm not saying the Raiders offense is anything. And I mean, but that's still a pretty good wide receiver core. And it's week one. Like, you just got to be ready, man. I mean, a Saint Bassey and Fabian Moreau, and he's not even a slot. So it's really just a Saint Bassey and whoever else out there, man. So. Yeah, and then by the way, Josh Jacobs is going to be. Uh, it's reported that he'll be ready for Week One with the Raiders. So our defense has got to be on their A game. Um, and you know, Josh Jacobs do you know him returning that does play you know an effect on the Broncos secondary because the more they run the ball, the easier it's going to set up their passing game. And that means the Broncos secondary has to be on their A game. And their run defense always seems to struggle against Jacobs. So that means the secondary has got to be absolutely on their A game. And I. You know, like you said, I feel like where the roster is right now and the lack of moves that they made at the quarter position, they're kind of heavily relying on Riley Moss and Kwan Williams to make a return yeah, like yeah, ASAP. Yeah, I mean, plus, like, we all know what Josh Jacobs does to the Broncos. And that the fact that he's back, it does not make anything better for me about uh, week one. 
I just hope the Bron. I mean, Riley Moss. I don't think he's gonna be ready till about week three. I mean, he doesn't even. I mean, he hasn't even played contact in a while, hasn't he? Yeah. No. Nah. Like that's he hasn't played any type of contact. And Kawan Williams, if he's, I don't. I just don't trust him, man. I, I really hope we go hard after these cut candidates because I mean, we waited a while. I mean. I just – I really hope we do because, I mean, it's going to be surprise cuts. Like, guys get cut surprisingly. Like, every single year it happens. I mean, you I mean, hell, you got superstar players asking out at this time. But, I mean, I really hope Denver makes some moves because teams like Baltimore and Philly, Philly picked up two starting caliber linebackers for the vet minimum in, like, one day. Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack. But I think Miles Jack retired, but I yeah. think – yeah, yesterday. But I'm like, what? And you got Clowney and – uh Darby going to the Ravens. I'm like, how like they're just yeah, let's just pick them up this late in the offseason for cheap. I mean, I just hope the Broncos take a page out of those books, man. Cause yeah. I, I think George Payne and Sean Payne have something up their sleeve. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make as many signings as the, uh, these other contenders. I would like for them to do so. I mean, they have like uh, north of $8 million in cap space, so um, I would like to see them Indeed. use that you know, smartly. Um, but that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed everything from you know our free agent needs or you know, what the Broncos could do this late free agency, and then obviously looking at a lot of these cut candidates, um, you know, some of our favorite you know, being Robbie Gold at kicker, Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins at wide receiver, um, and then obviously some still free agent corners available out there. You know, both of us would love a Bryce Callahan reunion, but it's most likely that he does, you know, reunite with uh, Vic Fangio <laughs> in Miami. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, if you guys listen on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you guys listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow, um, leave a five star rating, turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. J Mac, I believe you want to leave off, leave us off with something. I just want to say, all the Bronco fans who watch this, you see this, we're not getting Jonathan Taylor. It's not happening. It is not happening. I don't even know why people are putting the Broncos in the mix for Jonathan Taylor. He's not coming here. We don't have the picks. We don't have any capital. We don't have any players to give up at this point. Jonathan Taylor is most likely going to go to the Dolphins. I said the Dolphins or the Vikings. I think that's where he's going to be going. Well, you said we don't have the picks. We we have a first, so technically we could – Make it happen, but no, we're not making it happen. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not, not they're, trading. They're not trading. Damn running back when Javante yeah. is about to go the fuck off. Yeah, we're not doing that. We have Javante and P. Ron. They're not gonna make. I mean, unless Sean Payton is an absolute gamer, is like fuck your picks. No, nah, I'm getting Jonathan Taylor unless he decides to do some stuff Imagine. like that. Like, I wouldn't even like that. I mean, I wouldn't no. even like us giving. JT's up had run. health problems. Yeah, he still like, has health it, problems. In like he needs a top. I don't want to say. I'm not say anything bad about him but when the line wasn't good last year jonathan taylor took a big step back like it was yeah. enormous dude from running back one in fantasy to dropping off the face of the earth like i was sitting i was so mad bro i was laughing when people drafted him in fantasy god bro bro you want to know i picked jonathan taylor first in like two of my leagues why would the you... first pick had me god believing this man was gonna win mvp dude out there i was so mad man i'm first telling all you fantasy it, all you fantasy owners, take Eckler, bro. I'm telling you. I know he's a division rival, but take Eckler. Take McCaffrey. Behind that Niners O-line, take him. Do not take JT. I know I know he's not in the contention to be the top five, but do not take JT, bro. I've had the fifth pick in both of my drafts, and I've taken Tyreek Hill. So. That's, a, that's a safe bet. Yeah, PPR. Yeah.
Uh, but like I said, make sure you guys are uh, subscribing, following, doing all that notifications as well. So you guys never miss an episode. Yep. Um, as soon as we drop the episode, you guys can be the first ones here uh, on the premiere on YouTube. Um, and then obviously be one of the first to listen on Spotify. But like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We're going to have plenty more coming out. Our game preview, then our uh, recap for the game, and then all the cut, you know, cuts that are going to happen. We're going to go over those these upcoming weeks. So lots of episodes coming out for you guys. Uh, but I go, hope everybody listening to this has a great uh, rest of your day, great rest of your week. Um, but with that being said, um, love all the supporters. Love all you guys. Like I said, um, have a great rest of your week. I'm your host, Amir, with my coach, J-Mac. Till the next episode. Peace. Peace.